Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. Thank you so much for sharing in this service this morning. <clears throat> I appreciate uh, PJ giving me this opportunity. He actually invited me to set uh, mark this date on my calendar uh, to preach in the services today, I think about four months ago. And so I've been looking forward to it. Uh, I'm delighted to have this opportunity today. Please, uh, however you follow Scripture in your, uh, if you have your Bibles, your phone, whatever, turn to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to focus our thoughts for a few minutes today on this little portion of the Lord's Sermon on what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24, and just talking about where we're putting our heart in, uh, in, in this experience of our, uh, our life with Christ and following Him day by day. We just hear so much in our uh, everyday life about investing. We're constantly checking on the uh, status of our 401ks or our IRAs. We, we pay attention to that sort of thing. We're constantly looking for advice on what we need to do about set it, saving and, and seeing our bank balance grow. we look to stocks and bonds and money markets, and uh, we collect things that we hope will grow in value. We set aside funds in precious metals. We perhaps invest in real estate. And, of course, everybody with everybody's email account, uh, the spam folder just is overflowing with uh, opportunities that we can get rich immediately just by following a few simple steps so that our world seems really completely occupied with uh, increasing wealth, increasing status, increasing fame, increasing fortune. And so many times uh, there's a, a very fine line between what might be considered legal and illegal means for doing that. Uh, and all of this attention on wealth powerfully appeals to our human nature. We want what everybody else has. We enjoy the comforts and luxuries of life, and we want to feel secure. We want to be able to look at something and say, I'm okay, I'm comfortable, I'm sheltered, I have enough. Uh, if there's ever a time when a person feels like enough is enough, but... Uh, such an emphasis on this world can have a disastrous effect upon our spiritual lives. For when we become consumed with the things of this world, whether it be the material things of this world or, or other things such as fame or fortune or influence or esteem or honor uh, from others around us, it can have a, 
just a catastrophic effect upon our relationship with Christ and our allegiance and our life for Jesus Christ in this world. Because when we get our, our minds and our hearts really consumed with the things of this world, our eyes will be blinded to God's provision. If we're just constantly looking at what we can gain from this world, then our mind will be distracted and and detracted from that which God is providing for us day by day. And not only that, when we become consumed with all the things of this world, it will divert our energy from God's service. If we're totally and completely consumed with cultivating and developing our worldly accounts, then we'll certainly be lacking in investing and cultivating our heavenly and eternal accounts. Read with me, if you will, from John chapter 6, beginning with verse 19. Jesus was speaking and teaching. He said, don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can be a slave of two masters, since either he will hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves of God and money. As, as the children of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, anything that distracts us from God's will in our lives becomes an idol. We have chosen and, uh, to give our allegiance to something other than our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we must keep our focus on Christ. We must never let the attractions and pursuits of this life distract us from our true and divine call to serve the Lord. Now, just a little word of disclaimer here. The Bible, the Scripture, does teach us to be wise in uh, our, our affairs. Uh, it teaches, uh, it gives us the example of the, even the ant that lays aside for the future. And so this is not to say that we're never to give any thought about what we, uh, our livelihood and our savings and, and those things, but those things must not become the focus of our heart. In logical and wise and means, we lay aside according to the way that God has blessed us, both for our present needs and our future needs, but ultimately, God is the source of our provision, God is the source of our security, and God needs to be the focus of our heart. How can we make that eternal investment that we're called upon to make in order that our heart may be in the right place. Well, 
Jesus gives us some direction, some guidelines, some principles here in this passage of Scripture that will help us maintain the focus of our heart on the, the eternal reward, the everlasting treasure, and therefore keeping our hearts devoted to Jesus Christ. And first of all, he tells us that we need to focus on the heavenly and not the human. Around Surrounding us today is a world that is in chaos, it is strange, and it is, it is uh, filled with all kinds of philosophies and falsehoods, and we can get really confused when we begin to focus on what the world is saying, what the world is teaching, what the world is leading us to do. Jesus says, keep that focus on the heavenly, not on the human that is around us. Look again at verse 20, collect for uh, yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal. That is, seek a vision of heaven. Live every day with eyes and heart focused on heaven and upon those things that are eternal, and those things that are of the Lord. He talks in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. In the Jewish culture there, uh, as Jesus was speaking to them, that idea of a good eye represented uh, a generous heart, a generous life, while a, a bad eye uh, suggested a life of stinginess and miserliness. <clears throat> and so the, the bad eye has an improper perspective on the wealth of this world. Jesus says, have a good eye. And that means looking into heaven, looking into Jesus, looking into the heart of the Lord and focusing our heart on His will and His word and His uh, understanding for our lives. So the good eye is inclined to goodness. It's inclined to love for God and therefore results in Christ-like actions, therefore results in giving evidence of our Christianity, of our Christ-likeness in everything that we do, in everything that, every step that we take. While the bad eye, uh, it, that miserly, uh, stingy eye, is an evidence of ungodliness. It's an evidence of covetousness, of enviness, enviousness, of greediness in this world and results in unchristian, worldly attitudes and actions. So seek that vision of heaven. Co commune with God every day and say, Lord, keep my eye and my heart on you today. Keep it off of this world and keep it focused on you and your direction and your will for my life. Seek a vision of heaven. Seek to understand the heavenly. Uh, we devote ourselves to understanding the things of this world that are important to us. Uh, and so as believers, it's imperative, it's critical for us to, see, to put our, as we seek to put our eyes and our minds and our hearts on the Lord and on the heavenly, that we understand things of heaven, of the Word of, the, uh, of Christ, so that it may guide our affections and our actions. For a vision of heaven and our vision of heaven uh, will lead to 
true judgment about things in this world. That is, it'll allow us to make appropriate decisions about the matters of life from day to day. It will lead to good discernment. It'll lead to uh, grace, and it'll lead to, co- lead to comfort in our living day by day. We won't be disturbed by the ups and downs of this world. We won't be uh, challenged uh, to doubt uh, when, the, uh, when the economic factors of this world uh, uh, surprise us or shock us. The bad eye, the, the vision of this world uh, uh, will lead to corruption because it sees wrong as right and it sees right as wrong. There's, a, there's just a totally opposite perspective of everything from the standpoint of this world. And so Jesus says, put your heart and your treasure in heaven and therefore we'll keep the proper perspective of all that is in this world. Seek a vision of heaven. Seek to understand the heavenly to guide our affections and our actions and seek simply to aim for heaven in our lives day by day. The aim is something that we uh, uh, shoot for, uh, something that will mark that we have in view, a place that we keep in view because that end, heaven, specifies and declares and defines all of the actions that we will uh, uh, seek to follow after in this world. So an aim for heaven, a heart for heaven, uh, a heart that is set upon the treasures of heaven will seek the glory of God. Oh, that we ought to live day by day just seeking the glory of God, the glory of God in our hearts, and the glory of God in our living, and, and the glory of God in our actions, our words, our thoughts, and, and our attitudes. An attitude that seeks His honor and His favor. And that all of our actions will be gracious and pleasing to God. The heart that is set on the world, the human things of this world, will seek its own welfare, will seek its own honor, will seek the praise of other people. And thus actions that come out of such a a focus on this world will be perverted and unsteady. And so how do we keep our heart on How do we invest in eternity? How do we keep our heart on heavenly things? Look and and focus on the heavenly, not on the human. And then we see that Jesus says, focus on the permanent, the everlasting, uh, the enduring, and not on that which is simply passing along. Again, in verse 19, uh, where we started reading, Jesus says, don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal? What are the treasures of this world? Well, probably when we think about those things, we automatically turn our minds to money, bank accounts, uh, the collection of, uh, of wealth in this world. But it can be anything you know, that we seek to gather in abundance that will contribute to the comfort of this physical life in this world or anything that can be put on display before others. In Bible times, the leaders stepped out into the streets and they paraded themselves in their best clothes. Uh, They bragged about their uh, possessions, the gold, the silver, the gems that they might have collected. They displayed, uh, they they counted on their land holdings uh, and even the stocks of 
oil and wine that they had accumulated for their own benefit and their own uh, enjoyment. Today, no doubt, material gain remains uh, a focus of so many people's lives. But it doesn't stop there uh, as a matter of things that will pass in this world. Influence and uh, power and uh, social standing and fame. And we would ask ourselves the question, why would we ever invest our lives in things that are ultimately going to pass away? Everything in this that we see around us, everything that is part of this physical creation, uh, even the, the earth, the stars in the skies, to everything that we have struggled and str- striven to, uh, to grab and possess in this world, everything is one day going to pass away. God's going to, he, he's just going to get rid of it. He's going to save his people. He's going to gather his people to himself. And ultimately one day he's going to wipe all of this away and he's going to bring a new heaven and a new earth into existence. And there we will spend eternity with them. What a great eternity that believers have to look forward to. And so why would we waste our lives in a single-minded focus upon the things of this world that ultimately are going to pass away or we are going to pass from this world unable to take any of those things with us. Jesus says, focus uh, uh, on that which is permanent, not that which is going to pass away. Uh, And the treasures of this world are going to pass away because they're threatened on every hand. Uh, Jesus says here, there's corruption from within. The people of of the Lord's day were proud of their clothing, the material that they gathered, but, you know, storing it away, a a moth, a a worm could get in there and eat holes in it and and ruin it. Uh, The uh, rust could uh, eat away at the precious metals that they had accumulated and thought were to provide them with a comfort and security in their life. Economic turmoil can just wreak havoc with everything that we possess. Um, you know, every one of us has faced that in these past a few years as, as the economies of the entire world have been up and down and we've gained and we've lost. And, and Jesus says, this corruption from within is going to take everything from us ultimately. There's violence from without. Jesus said, uh, you're trusting in your riches, your possessions, where that can be eaten away by the moth and the rust, or it can be stolen from you. The thieves can break through and steal. There, we can be scammed. We can be betrayed. Uh, and others have set their eyes on taking what we have cherished and counted as, uh, as so desirable in this world. And so Jesus has a warning for us here about counting upon the, uh, the, this world and the things of this world for our welfare and our security because we can't. He says, don't count on them as a measure of our worth. We have a worth that is, as children of God, we have a worth that far exceeds anything that this world could ever 
bring to us. As spiritual creatures, we have a worth to the Lord that was so great that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to provide salvation, that we could be one of his own children. That's the worth that we possess to God, and therefore we should not waste our worth on simply accumulating the things of this world. Don't count on what we have as a me- true measure of what we're worth, either to ourselves, to others, or to the Lord. Don't covet them, uh, Jesus says, because we know very well and very truly enough is never enough. We can't confide in the things of this world. They, we can't trust them for our security because they are so easily lost. And certainly we can never be content with the things of this world because it'll, the things of this world will betray us time after time after time. Therefore, we ought to look for the best, not just for the good of this world, but for the best that is in heaven. For it's a complete folly in our lives to trust in something that can be so easily lost, easily taken from us. And therefore, Jesus says, focus on that which is permanent, the true treasure of heaven. Invest in it. Invest in, invest in eternity, that is, in God and life in Christ, because it, there we find genuine protection in God. All of is safe. We are safe. Our soul is safe. Our life is safe. Our eternity is safe. He recommends to us those things that guarantee everlasting reward, the reward of the spiritual disciplines of prayer and Bible study and, uh, and service to the kingdom the reward of righteousness to be accepted by God, the reward of relationships with God, other believers, with family. These are the things that are permanent. These are the things that are important. And these are the things that we ought to focus on today and in our lives. Focus finally on the master and not on the means of this world. Jesus is to be the focus of our living, the focus of our heart. Where we put our heart, he says, there your treasure is. He talks about this danger of trying to serve two masters. When we try to serve two masters, Jesus on the one hand and the things of this world on the other, we'll cheat our souls of the heavenly good. Ultimately, we will fail to please either master when we try to serve two masters, but especially we will fail to please our heavenly and everlasting master, Jesus Christ. He talks about just simply the impossibility of trying to serve two masters. Oh, many uh, uh, older Bible versions use the word mammon here for uh, where we read the word money. Uh, but mammon, uh, money, uh, can really stand in this place for anything in this world to which we pledge our loyalty. It can be our appetites. It can be our recreation. It can be our money. It can be the praise of others. Most often, it's a matter of putting our own selfish ambitions and needs in front of everything else that is in this world. And because that's uh, such an impo- it is such an impossibility because each of these masters has different, inter- different interests. 
Their commands will contradict. Their intentions will interfere with one another. Every, each master will make different demands on us. Just think of these differences. What does God say? God says, be content. The world says, grab all that you can. God says, be honest. The world says, cheat if you have to. God says, be charitable, open to others. The world says, keep all you got. Don't let anybody have a chance to take it from you. God says, don't worry about anything, but trust in me. The world says, worry about everything and don't trust anybody or anything. Focus on the master and not on the means. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Just where is your heart today? First of all, of course, your heart can't be in the right place if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And so the first thing that, that is required for you to get your heart in the right place is to surrender to the call of Jesus Christ on your heart. Trust Him in faith. Repent of your sins and receive Him as your Savior. And that sets you on a journey of heavenly investment. Put your heart on heaven. Holiness, righteousness, and the relationships that God has blessed you with. While the world would say, put your focus on possessions, your social standing, your selfishness. We have to learn ultimately, we need to leave all of that in God's hands. Put our hearts on heaven. Put our treasure in heaven. That way we'll make sure our heart is where it belongs. And ultimately, the result will be peace and joy, contentment, security, fellowship, faithfulness, fruitfulness, as long as the Lord chooses to leave us in this world. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.